This episode was edited by Deadset Podcasting. If you want your podcast to sound this good, check out deadsetpodcasting.com forward slash services. Get the sound you're chasing. Hey guys, welcome back to the Podcaster Survival Guide. Today is part two with Paul Kafarsis from Rogue Amoeba. Paul is the CEO and co-founder of Rogue Amoeba. And today we're talking about two more of their amazing products that I have been experimenting with. Farago, which is a soundboard app, probably the only Mac-based soundboard app that I would personally recommend. And then we move on to talk about Loopback, which is one of their flagship products and an incredibly powerful and versatile tool. So when you hear about some of the stuff you can do with this product, with Loopback, you'll probably find yourself thinking what I did that's going to solve a lot of problems that I'm having with this or that or this person or that guest or whatever. So this is Paul Kafarsis. My name's Josh. Let's do this thing. There must have been something that you guys thought you could offer, though. I mean, you're, you're an established company. You have other products you're already working on. There's development going into things. Was there something that really caught your ear or your eye about the failures maybe of other apps that you were trying to correct or was it was it just user feedback of we need this and other apps don't do it you know i think it was more so it's not it's not something where we ever really look too much at what else is out there and say oh there's you know these apps aren't good enough or it was definitely something where users said oh you know what 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 about a soundboard app basically and we said all right you know there there's some out there and and for now, you're fine. You can you can make do. You can limp along with whatever's out there. Uh, but it was something where I think there there hadn't been any entrant into this space recently on the Mac. There definitely had been some iPad soundboard apps, yep. uh, but we were focused and are focused on the Mac. And it was something where the tools that existed were from, as you said, really from the late 90s, early 2000s was when they had been initially created and had not been updated substantially since then. So this was something where we said, all right, we're going to start fresh and we're going to ideally put a very good user interface on this. That was a big part of it was that the the user interfaces on the the cart machines and the soundboard apps for Mac were just was not phenomenal. And the other thing was just making it as easy as possible. So a lot of these were, like I said, they had they had the power. They could do what you needed them to do if you figured it out. But the idea with Farago is when you open it up, uh, we have a default soundboard in there that, you know, uh, hopefully people don't use too much, but uh, it at least makes it obvious how to use the application. And there's, I think, about 30 or 40 sounds in there, a few music tracks that we created, and then some sounds that uh, were freely available online to include. And you open it up and you literally can just start hitting keys on your keyboard because that's sort of the way that we intend for this music or, or audio to be played is just pressing single pressing keys on your keyboard. And it is very obvious from the instant you open the application, okay, if I press, you know, the one key, I'm going to get this music track playing. And if I press it again, it'll stop. And so it's very easy to experiment with. It's very easy to get started with and to to really understand how it works from the instant you open it up. So I think part of it was just seeing that there hadn't been anything made in this space anytime recently and, and wanting to have what I would say sort of a modern Mac soundboard. 
yeah, I think I think that's really the impetus. It wasn't, you know, oh, this particular one that's popular is is broken in this particular way or doesn't have this functionality. It was really just none of these are modern and none of them have what I'd call sort of the rogue amoeba spin on it. <laughs> and obviously, you know, we were we were able to make that. So excellent. So I did mention loopback and I can't remember what the tagline for loopback was. I remember when it first got talked about, I think it was send audio anywhere or something of that nature. And that's exactly what the apps intended to do. I could go on for a while just having experimented with it over the last few weeks, Paul, and I'm still getting my head around just everything it's capable of. And it's, I'm pretty technical and I just thought, wow, the, the opportunities are limitless with this thing. What were you guys thinking when you first made it? Obviously, you guys thought this could do a lot of stuff, but what few things were you trying to get done in that initial, you know, idea session for this app? So, so the loopback tagline right now, I think, is cable-free audio routing. Yes. And it goes back to something that we mentioned, which was, you know, running a cable out of your computer and then recording or maybe even running it back into your computer to record. With loopback, the mental model of it that I have is sort of a mixing board, but inside your computer. So instead of needing that big piece of hardware that costs hundreds of dollars and you know requires cables and needs to be plugged into the wall, uh, you can do almost everything you can do with that right in software. And that audio never needs to leave your Mac. It never needs to be so difficult to get it set up. In terms of the initial ideas for what to do with it, or you know what we expected users to do with it. It's it's a really interesting question because when Loopback One shipped, which is also is that twenty, it's about four or five years ago at this point. This was very much something where we said, all right, this is powerful, but people are going to have to figure out how to use it, and they're going to have to figure out even what it does because it's not obvious how to market that. With Audio Hijack, we said. You want to record, you have audio you're listening to on your computer and you want a copy of it? Great. Click one button, it'll record it. <laughs> yeah. uh, with loopback, you definitely have to configure something. And when you open it up, it is not like uh, I just described Farago that you can just start playing audio and, and it's obvious how it works. When you open up loopback, we have a tutorial and, and you know we walk you through how to do things. But it is it is definitely much more technical in terms of getting started with it. And so... Even in terms of marketing it, you know, four or five years ago when we were putting this out, we said, all right, we're going we're gonna to sort of throw a few ideas at the wall and see what sticks and see what people use it for. One of them was if you're trying to record from multiple input devices, there's a whole lot of software out there, audio software, music software that only takes one input. So if you have, you know, let's just say a guitar and a bass guitar that you want to plug into your Mac you either need a physical piece of hardware that will combine them before it gets to your Mac, or if you are able to connect them separately to your Mac, you're not going to be able to record both of them at once. So one of the things Loopback was, was designed to do and, and you know, sort of touted to do was to merge multiple inputs into one. Uh, another way that that works is that when we're on a Skype call like this, you can have your music player, you can have a soundboard app like Virago, and you can have your actual microphone all merged into a virtual microphone mm. that then Skype is set to pull from that loopback device. And that loopback device to Skype is just a normal microphone. But on your end, you can say, all right, let's play some music. I, I have a music podcast and I want to play a snippet of a song. And then we're going to 
discuss that song. Uh, and I want my co-host to be able to hear it. So what Loopback does is it creates that virtual microphone that combines, let's say, the music app or Spotify plus your microphone into one device that then Skype will see as just a microphone. So those were those were a couple of the initial ideas for it that, you know, we said this power is going to be useful to some people and we're going to see how <laughs> and then, you know, take the feedback on that and, and, and see just what else we want to do with it. Can I propose maybe a possible situation to you? Just say that you're a multi-format podcast in terms of the tech that people use. One thing that, that is an issue, for example, how Paul and I are communicating today, we're communicating on Skype. But if you had another guest that you wanted to bring in, maybe a special guest, and they were only comfortable with Zoom because maybe that's the only platform they've ever used, Loopback to me is a, the sort of software that would allow everyone to hear each other even though they're coming in through completely different technological mediums. Yeah, absolutely. It that would take that that's a little bit more of a uh, of a configuration, you know, a, of a setup. Yeah. But it is it is absolutely possible. And so I, I described earlier how you know Audio Hijack Three was sort of our our final the final form that we wanted <laughs> for this software in terms of in terms of making it easy to use. Yeah. And Loopback did something similar where we released Loopback One and we said this is powerful. Uh, it's not necessarily the easiest thing in the world to set up, but we don't want to spend another six or 12 months perfecting the UI for it because we don't know if this power is going to prove useful to people. Yep. And fortunately it did. And within just a year or two, we said, all right, this power is obviously helping people, but we want to help a whole lot more people. And that's where we spent a whole lot of time making what is the current version, Loopback 2, which has much more of a graphical setup. So the interface for setting up a, a virtual device is literally connecting wires between uh, you know, a microphone and an application and then to an output device. And it's something that is, uh, I think, a lot more intuitive when people look at it. They can say, oh, yes, this makes perfect sense. I'm joining these two sources and it's going to pop out as this microphone or this virtual microphone. But that was something that, you know, took a whole lot of uh, additional effort on top of just the functionality of, of joining those things. We then had to make it accessible to more people by making the interface for it more understandable. And that's where it probably delineates itself from a physical mixer. Not only can you not spill dust on it. Or a glass of wine, <laughs> or a glass of wine on it, and break it. People can't come in and fiddle with it. You've taken the thing that maybe is most intimidating about physical hardware, which is what do I do with all these buttons? Are they even necessary? And if I click them, could I destroy my entire recording by turning a mic off, or who knows, adding a compression or an auxiliary send to something you don't mean to? You've basically removed a lot of that stuff. And I should have asked: Does it work natively on the Silicon Mac? Or do you, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So those are so powerful. Like I thought, honestly, to be honest, Paul, that the M1 was a little bit Scott, like maybe overhyped in terms of power, but it's insane. And yeah. the new the new ones are going to be even more powerful. There's so much resource, like there's sorry, so many resources in these new Macs in terms of just power available. Having it all in the box just makes more and more sense. Right. Instead, you're saying instead of taking it out to physical hardware. Oh, yeah. It's less likely to, less like you could run the whole thing without even needing to be on power to start with. Right. Like if you just right, right now, I'm recording into a Rodecaster as my main recording and then a secondary recording with Paul as a double ender. If the power went out now, I don't have a UPS on this thing. This would be done. But if it was all happening inside the box, then I could unplug literally everything. Right. Except, like, it would all still happen inside the computer because it would just run on battery. Simple things like that. It just, I mean, I'm sure we've all lost a recording to a power problem. 
<laughs> so, yeah, I, I love the idea of it. And it's something I think I'm going to experiment with more as I get my head around. I, I've had this problem in the past or someone I'm working with has this problem they can't fix. This is probably the tool to do it. So It is, it is definitely something that makes a whole lot of things possible that either weren't possible before or were insanely difficult before and, <laughs> and hopefully we've made them uh, much simpler it's as i said it's it's still even even in the the current version where the interface is designed to be as straightforward as possible it's still something that i personally look at and i say okay i understand this but i still wish i could make it more accessible to more people but uh, it's definitely making a whole lot of functionality way more accessible than it ever was and and some of it uh, you know wasn't possible at all before so nice so i was hoping we could finish up paul with what are some of the most unique cases, it could be podcasting or otherwise, that you've heard about recently with people using your products where you're like, wow, I didn't even think that was possible or something someone wanted, but that's amazing that they're doing that. Sure. So let's see. So one of the interesting ones that we we definitely did not anticipate, and once we heard about it, we said, oh, that's that's great. We're going to you know start marketing that way at least a little bit, is... People do tabletop gaming. So we're talking literally Dungeons and Dragons and, and games of that sort. And they do this remotely. So, you know, instead of gathering in person with their friends, especially now, but even, even you know, two, three, four years ago, doing it remotely. And they're doing these, you know, conversations over Skype, over some VoIP client like that. So we're hearing from people that are using Farago, our soundboard app, to basically create what would be called a soundscape for these adventures. So you're playing this game and you have, let's just say you have a little bit of background music playing as you're, as you're walking through this adventure and something happens and, you know, I'm, I'm just going to make it up, but you know, a, a goblin pops up and you, you play a sound that's, you know, him roaring at you. Yep. Uh, and then, you know, there's a battle and, and you play a sound of, of swords clashing against each other. And this this is not, you know, we didn't set out to make a, a, an application for tabletop gamers to use to improve <laughs> the fidelity of their experience, but we made a tool that made it possible. And that's that's really cool to us. That's it's not even it's not something I even do. You know, I don't I don't uh, myself play these games. But when we heard from people, we said, OK, you know, first of all, that's really cool. And, and it's awesome that we're able to to make this a little bit better for you and make it a little more realistic. Uh, and then the question is, you know, what else do you need? What else can we add or or what can we adjust to make this work even better so yeah that's that's definitely the first one that pops to my mind as as far as something that we didn't ever plan for users to do this but uh it's it's awesome that they are that is awesome i mean i've got to admit i wasn't expecting a tabletop gaming story there <laughs> i'll tell you a funny one that i do paul and i know it's probably a little bit silly but sometimes i'll hear some like funny animal noise and i have a mate who a friend who sends me he works, he's a professional radio host on a big network down here and he sends me clips of different parts of their other shows that were funny and I thought, oh, that's cool how he sends them to me. So I decided with a different friend that I was going to send them small animal noises every once in a while. So <laughs> inside right. of Facebook Messenger, they'll open something and it'll be the sound of a goat screaming or, and basically it's just what animal is this type of stuff <laughs> and I'll send it to them and... That would have been way too much work to have a friendly interaction with a friend without audio hijack. Right. Like, because I'll just see something online. I'm like, oh, I could just record that and send that. And it's 30 seconds. There's no way I would have bothered to do that if I didn't have such a great usable tool to do it. And it's become like this funny joke between two friends. 
So <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and it's something where uh, again, most of the tools that we're making. Farago is probably the most focused in terms of just this is a soundboard. You should be using it to play sounds. But something like Audio Hijack or Loopback, they're designed to make many things possible. And obviously, we pick a few that are that are the most common or the most popular. And, and that's sort of how we present it to the world in terms of marketing. But yeah, I, I, I didn't set out to make a tool for you to record little <laughs> snippets of animal noises and send them to your friend. But I'm absolutely thrilled that that's how it's being used because that's yeah. a great use case for it. Yeah. Uh, so when, when we say record any audio, that absolutely includes goats screaming and, and then you send that to your friend to freak him out i mean that's that's amazing yeah uh it's it's not any way that you'd never sell a product just for that no but you can sell a product that records audio and, and then people figure out how to use it that way you might sell a low-cost android app maybe on the phone <laughs> so i wanted to finish up by saying what really made me re-explore the power of rogue amoeba's products was I don't know if you're familiar with Dan Benjamin from 5x5, yeah, the network. Absolutely. He used to have a, what he described as a Skyposaurus with multiple Mac minis and really expensive mixes and all this stuff going on. And I heard him say recently, it might have been 18 months ago, I don't do any of that anymore. I just record everything in Audio Hijack. I mean, he's probably still right. bringing those sources in with all those computers, but he doesn't have a huge logic session set up for everything and he doesn't have all the, he just chooses a preset that he's built in audio hijack and hits record. Right. And this is a guy that's been doing high level, very popular chat shows for probably what, 15 years? And 15, 20 years. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and he's simplified down to the fact that this app is good enough for a professional to use that has a huge audience. I mean, that's a credit to you guys for building a product that people that do it for a living trust. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, and really it's, it's, I used the word gratifying before, but it's gratifying also to to hear from podcasters who, you know, there are tens, hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there that are in some way powered by our software. And, you know, we don't, uh, we don't get a big head about that. We don't get a swelled head about that, but it's, it's very nice to think, you know, this, this ecosystem and this, this content that is out there that so many people are enjoying is at least in some small part, we're, we're helping make that possible. And, and it's, it's awesome to be able to do that. Well, Paul, thank you so much. And can you just let everyone know that's listening where they can find the products? And I can highly recommend the podcasters bundle because having played with all of the tools that are just included in that one bundle, there's not much I can think of besides if you're doing a multi-track show and you need 100 different tracks, you might need to use a more advanced editor. But for the basic collection and creation of sound... I can't think of anything that people wouldn't get out of it and a super robust and reliable Skype and Zoom recorder, which I think everyone needs on some level. Yeah, so where can people go? So our website is rogueamoeba.com, but years, a few years back, we picked up the domain macaudio.com Probably because no one can bit... spell rogue and no one can spell amoeba. Uh, <laughs> Google finds us no matter what. But yeah, macaudio.com is what I always, on a podcast, is the, is the URL I always pitch. That's great. Were you tracking that one for 10, 15 years to pick that one up? Or? <laughs> we were. Somebody had it. They weren't using it and somebody had it and I expressed an interest and they wanted some ludicrous amount of money and I said, no, we're fine. Google works and... Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't think we're losing too much uh, from people not being able to find us. But at some point, I uh, like I said, several years back, we finally picked it up. And I want to say it had 
expired and gotten picked up by uh, you know a domain reseller, and I think I think we picked it up for like two or three hundred bucks. So <laughs> that's awesome. too too much money for a domain, but much cheaper than you know it, it has easily has that much value to us. So. <laughs> I think so. So MacAudio.com, folks, just to check out Rogamoeba. The funniest thing with Rogamoeba, Paul, is that last week I could spell it off the top of my head. I was smashing it out, and today when I went to type it in. All I was doing was typing it into my phone to pull up all my notes I'd collected for you over the last few weeks. And I'm like, well, can I not spell this word? And then I had to go to Google to get the word and then I'm back into my notes again. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a tricky one, Amoeba. So we, we own <laughs> rougeamoeba.com because we get a lot of rouge. Uh, we own that. And we used to own some of the – because Amoeba actually has multiple legitimate spellings. Okay. Uh, we used to own some of the, the alternate spellings. I think we – I don't believe we have any of those anymore, but uh, – but yeah, macaudio.com, that's that's pretty hard to screw up the spelling on. So that's that's a pretty good one. Excellent. Well, thank you. Was there anything else you wanted to leave people with today? For, and also, thank you so much for your time. It was very generous. No, no. Thank thank you for having me on. Uh, you know, I, I hope people, based on what we just talked about, I hope people will, will come check out the software. But uh, uh, I guess the only other thing to, to mention is that all of this software has uh, free trials available. So when you go to our website, you'll be able to download it, play with it. We have uh, what what I've always thought is a, is a fairly ingenious trial method where basically the software, all the functionality works. But after a certain amount of time, uh, we overlay noise on like your recording so if you record longer than 20 minutes we'll overlay noise on that and then you'll need to purchase the software to record longer than that but the the idea being that there's no feature that is hidden behind uh, a paywall Uh, you can use everything and and try it out and make sure it does what you need it to and uh, get in touch with us if it doesn't or get in touch with us if you have questions uh, before or after you purchase it so yeah the 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 accessibility of the software is the only thing i'd mention yes and it's funny today, Paul, because you've been on the, the one show in this podcasting talk sort of space about the medium that normally goes on a lot of tangents, and we kind of didn't. But but here's a tangent. What was the first email you got about the noise being introduced into the recording from a user? Did you get any like, oh, <laughs> was there anyone that was just completely, I mean, completely shocked? No. So, I mean, the, even even the very first version that did it, uh, <laughs> you know, we we popped up a warning that said, hey, your, your trial is over and, and you know, yeah. noise is being overlaid on this recording. Definitely over the years, we've refined it a lot because we, our goal is not to ruin anybody's recording. <laughs> we want people to get their recordings, and, and yeah. but we also need to get paid so we can continue developing the software. Yeah. So every every so often, we get a nasty tweet or a, an angry email from somebody who says, oh, you know, this is this is a terrible way to do it. But there's a, there's, well, and there's a pretty good story. We didn't ever intend to do it this way. Very early on, this is probably 2003, 2004, I think 2003, we had a 14-day trial, and then we would start adding noise. And something actually broke in our trial, and it started adding noise after 10 minutes at the time, I think, uh, from day one. And we saw a huge uptick in terms of sales. And so it was very clear that uh, this was a, a substantially better way to do a trial yeah. instead of having a 14 day trial where everything just works and then, and then adding noise or then shutting down completely, whatever. So we have, you know, we accidentally proven that this is the, I don't, I don't, I won't say it's the optimal way to do this, but this is that this is a very effective way to do it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's something where, you know, we can put up with a few people being upset every once in a while because we make it very clear every one of the apps has a badge that says trial mode. And when you click that, it says, hey, after X amount of time, we're going to you know mess with the audio a little bit. All you have to do to fix it is quit the application or shut off your recording and your audio will go totally back to normal. Yep. Uh, and when it happens, we also pop up and say, hey, that's happening right now. If you're hearing static, that's 
that's because you have not purchased this software. Uh, <laughs> nice. But yeah, it's it's something that has been very effective for us. And obviously, anybody who purchases the software never runs into this, and and that's certainly the goal. But like I said, we're not we're not trying to mess with anybody. We're just trying to make sure that uh, if you're going to use the software, you need to pay for it. That makes sense. And if you ever are planning to mess with people, I'll send you some of these goat screaming sounds. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> add some, those add some goat noises on top of it. Absolutely. <laughs> right, Paul. Well, we're right on the hour. So thank you so much. I know it's been quite enjoyable, obviously, to meet you face to face in a way over Skype, but also to watch the sun go down behind you in the air. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it is it is uh, five o'clock now, and so the sunset. Uh, I don't know if you're there. At some point, about thirty minutes ago, there will be a loud noise. There is a cannon that fires from a U.S. warship about a quarter mile from me, and it fires at sunset every day. So if you if you hear a loud bang, uh, yeah. that's what that was. Excellent. There wasn't someone knocking on the window. What's going no. on there? <laughs> Righto. Well, thank you so much, mate. And it was a pleasure to meet you. Yeah. You as well. Thank you for having me. Hey there, it's Guy Miley Corain and I broadcast on the Triple M Network regionally, weekday mornings right around Australia. I've been part of the radio industry for, geez, more than 17 years now and I've seen a lot of wannabes. They come and go overnight in the podcasting space. A lot of them talk the talk, they really can't deliver and take it to the next level. So I'm really happy, thank goodness, that I found Josh and the team at Dead Set Podcasting. These guys I know are here to stay. Now, not only do they absolutely exceed expectations, but they also understand the importance of deadlines and making sure the final product is ready on time. That is a huge, important thing in the media game. They are the best that I have found in the podcast space by far, and I can't wait to work with them again in the future.